Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's teaching is Hope-Filled Bible Reading. We are three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. We need to focus on all three of these if we're going to fulfill our potential and find our real purpose in life. If we neglect the spirit and prioritize the body and this with just being in health, which I'm all for, and or the soul, you know, just the intellect and, and the mental part of us, the emotional part of us, but we neglect the spirit. We've neglected again the most important part. The Bible is the fuel into the spirit. The Bible is God's love letter to mankind. The Bible is the owner's manual for life. It's like when you buy a car. The Bible is, when you buy a car, you, in the glove box, you have an owner's manual. It'd be foolish just to ignore that and throw it out. It's, It's wise to check it out. What do I need to do to keep this car running at its highest peak? And you know, when we think about the Bible, and I, I believe this, that every encounter with the Bible should lead to greater hope. It should lead to greater hope as far as the eternal realities of life lead to the hope that this life is not all there is. There's more. This life is compared to eternity. It's just a brief uh, time. And, and the, the Bible recalibrates us to that which is really important. But the Bible also gives us hope for this life. It says in 2 Peter 1, 4, we've been given exceeding great and precious promises that through these we might participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. And the Bible is is clear that as we uh, follow the spiritual laws in it and as we believe the promises revealed in it, that it's going to dramatically impact the quality of our life on planet Earth. It's hope-filled. It says in Romans 15:3, it says this, for, who, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope, that we might have hope. And that's in Romans 15:4. it's speaking about reading the scriptures of the Old Testament that is going to give us patience and it's going to give us hope. Now, I do know that in my experience in reading the Bible that I haven't always gotten hope. And, you know, certain verses uh, have led to hopelessness. And before I get deeper into this, I'm going to be sharing some truths uh, related to who we are in Jesus, what he has done for us. You know, Jesus said in John 3, 3, he says, we must be born again. And if you're listening to this and you have never been born again, you've never uh, put your faith in the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ, dying for your sins and uh, then him rising from the dead, rising so that you can live a, a resurrected life on earth. If you've never yielded the control of your life to him, then I, I invite you to to do that even as we uh, move into this great teaching about how to read the Bible so that, it, so that it gives us hope. Now, in Hebrews 10, 14, 
it says this, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Once we're born again, the moment we put our faith in Christ, we become born again. We become alive in our spirit. The dead part of us, the spiritual part that died with Adam when he disobeyed God, he and Adam, he and Eve, when mankind died in their spirits. But then with when we, Jesus, when we believe in him, we become born again. That part becomes alive. And Hebrews 10, 14 says, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. We become perfect at that moment in everything in, in life. We're perfect in righteousness. We're perfect in forgiveness. We're perfect in power. We're perfect in protection. We're perfect in uh, supernatural, being able to release that and experience that. We're perfect in provision. We're perfect in abilities. But sanctification is the process of getting into our experience who we really are, who we already are. He has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. And so we start from a place of, of understanding as we read the Bible. We must see the Bible through our state of perfection. And Romans 10, 11, excuse me, Romans 6, 11 goes even deeper into this. And it says, consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God. It says, uh, it says we're to actually think about ourselves as being dead to sin, being dead to the things that uh, are displeasing to God, being dead that that isn't even a part of our nature anymore. And we're to consider ourselves alive to God that we are alive in every area that is pleasing to the Lord. So when we read the Bible, we, we can take that reality. And as we see verses that, that may speak to our, our need of obedience, our need of, of transformation, uh, our need of maybe there's a fear of punishment that seems to be coming through a verse, I believe a key to interpret that properly so that we'll have hope is that we actually realize that we're dead to that area and we're already alive to God. We've already been made perfect in that area. And we, we, we at that moment, we embrace a, a resurrected identity. This is so important because we can't consistently do what we don't believe we are. If we try to do what we don't believe we are, it's called work. <laughs> it's, you know, for instance, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are righteous. So the moment I, I become born again, I, I am perfected in righteousness. And sanctification is the process of getting that righteousness into my experience. So, because if I believe I'm a sinner after I've been born again, then I'll actually sin by faith. And the nature of faith is to believe something higher than what we're feeling and experiencing. So I'll see a verse that doesn't seem to indicate righteousness in me. I will, I will recalibrate in that moment and, and I will say, no, Lord, I, I am the righteousness of Christ. 
That, that is who I am. I am um, dead to sin. I'm dead to disobedience. I'm dead to doing things um, wrong. For instance, you could be reading in Matthew 7, and it says, Judge not, and you will not, you will that, excuse me, judge not that you be not judged. I can just start that off and I, I could say, I, I am a person who's dead to judging people. I'm, de- I'm dead to that. I, I'm alive to seeing people according to how the Lord sees them. Verse seven, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. I'm a person who's alive to asking of the Lord and, and I have things given to me. That's my nature. I'm dead to having not having prayers not answered. Uh, I, I'm a person who seeks and finds. I'm dead to not finding uh, what God has for me. Um, verse 13, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it. I am dead to uh, living a destruction life. I am dead to going through the wide gate. I am alive to going through the narrow gate. I've already gone through the narrow gate. Jesus went through the narrow gate for me. And and my faith in him uh, is what uh, I I live. I'm alive to that. I'm alive to going through the narrow gate the narrow gate. It says in verse 15, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Uh, I'm dead to being influenced by false prophets. I'm dead to that. I'm alive to having great discernment and being drawn to true prophetic ministry. Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You know, I look at that verse and and I realize that that I am dead to practicing lawlessness. I, I am dead to um, just giving God lip service, but I'm alive. I'm alive to being known by God. I'm alive to, uh, to, to being of, of entering the kingdom. I'm alive to sincerity in my relationship with the Lord. And you know, it's, it's a powerful thing when you actually focus on the realities of Christ, of who we are, and, and taking Romans 6.11 and applying it in and just saying, I'm dead to those things already in Christ and I'm alive. You know, I hope this has helped you. I realize, obviously, that you know, in a teaching like this, that some might say, well, you're, you're just giving people permission to uh, just create a good identity and, and just sin on purpose. <laughs> you know, anytime grace is preached, and Paul, as he preached it in Romans 5, um, you know, through 8, he the true preaching of grace will seem like a license to sin, and, and we know that's not the case. And, and I believe you have teachers around you. You'll be able to figure out, you know, how to interpret this, how, how to walk this out in, in a way that's, that's healthy. But I do want to just say this to you today. 
This is a way to have hope-filled Bible reading. Try it. It's powerful. Hey, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Our ministry, Igniting Hope, is has the assignment to ignite hope in lives because there's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. And once we get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody's believing the dry bones can live. Somebody's becoming unreasonably optimistic. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality that there is. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8.10. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle because it is our strength. There's no convenient time to walk in joy. For most everybody who's listening right now, today is not a good day to become radically joyful. There's too many <clears throat> uncertainties about the future. There's too many unresolved relational situations. There's too many difficulties in our lives. There's personal weaknesses that we're battling. You know, we think, no, today's not a good day to be joyful. I say that's a lie and I release over you the revelation that today is the day to walk in the joy of the Lord. Hey, looking forward to having you with us again on another one of our podcasts from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.